Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Saturday evening. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Oh, wait, no. no I, didn't, but I always, uh, always, uh, uh, it's just force, force of habit. We'll get to them later, though. I promise you that. I want to thank our friends over at College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Guys, the holiday season is upon us. The winter, the weather is changing. It's about to start getting cooler. It's time to head over to College Corner. I had a couple people on, t- on Twitter today. Well, hey, where's a good place to go get some MSU jackets? College Corner is that place. Go check them out. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, I had at least three or four people, Robbie, tweet at us saying, hey, this is my first trip to Starville this year, first trip to Starville in a while. Humble Taco is exactly as advertised. and They must have just tweeted at you. I didn't get didn't get any. I, I got two or three of them today. And I want to thank you guys. Appreciate you checking out our sponsors, Humble Taco. I keep saying it. Starville's best Mexican restaurant. You can't get tacos like that anywhere else. Only at Humble Taco can you find Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. The weather is so fantastic outside right now. The Humble Taco, Humble Taco patio is a place to be. You want to be there. It's an event. So check it out. Next time you're up here in Starville, this, come November, Going to get back to humble taco. It is first responders month over at high at firehouse subs. We've been talking about it for the past few weeks, uh, and it's a great time and a great chance to give back to your community just by ordering food at firehouse subs. Every time you place your order, you can buy a medallion for a dollar for five dollars or up to $25. And everything goes to support the firehouse subs, public safety foundation, which provides life-saving grants for equipment and training to first responder organizations across the country. They have donated nearly over, I'm sorry, over $800,000 just here in the state of Mississippi. So that's the kind of good you're doing when you order from Firehouse Subs. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. Mississippi State 40, Arkansas 17, no K.J. Jefferson, but it, I don't think it would have made a big difference. Arkansas was unable to stop the MSU Offense, as we predicted, Will Rogers, a fantastic day. Still dominant on the ground. Uh, first ever 100-yard rusher for Mississippi State under Mike Leach, and that's uh, Dylan Johnson. Defensively, they made the plays when they had to late in the game. Special teams, well, we'll talk about that in just a bit. A lot going on. Big win for the Bulldogs. They're 5-1. and one. They've got momentum. They're on a winning streak. Big game next week with Kentucky. But before now and then, we got to talk to somebody who's going to tell us exactly what went down at Davis Wade Stadium today. One man knows for sure. Tell him, Falk! Well, I like, that, a, I like that we've had three straight of those forceful wells and only yeah. one this year of the well. You don't want to hear the, uh, you don't want to hear the distressful well. Yeah. well. Yeah. 
that was another good win for State, Brian. I mean, yeah. I, all things considered, Arkansas didn't have their starting quarterback. I, I understand that. But State came out, didn't mess around, and they won that ball game. What I really like about what I've seen from Mississippi State over the course of the first six games, mm-hmm. whatever it is, with the exception of LSU, that's, again, an anomaly. <laughs> Okay then. Okay. Well, you did say that we. You just used the terms "all things considered." Yes. So, all things considered. Here on Super Talk Mississippi with Robbie Falk and Brian. Hey, Dad. We're going to talk. We're going to talk to Joe Biden a little later in the show. This is NPR. No, no. Uh, Go ahead. So anyway, bring it up a little bit. What I really like what I've seen from this team is when their backs are against the wall, or when they absolutely have to make a play, they absolutely have to drive down the field to score points. It seems like they do. There were a couple of times on Saturday where I turned to you and I said, the state really needs to score right here. And they scored. Yeah. The the one time that they didn't was before halftime, and that's fine. But that game started to feel – I turned to you at half, before halftime and I said, this feels like Auburn last year. Yeah. 20, when, Auburn got up 28-10. Yeah. to 10, That's right. And uh, 28 to 3. Yeah, the curse score. And, you know – Everybody left at halftime. You thought that the game was over, and Mississippi State kind of was able to get a little momentum. Well, Arkansas got that momentum in the first half. And State, I thought, came out in the second half and made sure that they seized that back. Mm-hmm. First possession, have a great defensive possession, you go score offensively. I thought that was huge for Mississippi State. I really like how this team is growing. I love to see the evolution of this offense. And uh, this is what, from day one, and you know we go back to those those that 2020 team, even last year, when we're talking on this show, and when you and Joel were talking on y'all's show about the offense just looks really boring. Mm-hmm. You know you're starting to have these transfers. I don't think Mike Leach is going to work mm-hmm. here, but you're starting to see the the process of Mike Leach. You're starting it to is see the process. This is what I mean. It's it's not as quickly as people like it. But this is what a Mike Leach coach team looks like when it's playing at the top of its level. And listen, I mean, I think there's still some room to grow for Mississippi State. I don't think they've, they've played great in either of their last two games. And they haven't really played great against anybody this year. There's a, another level for this Mississippi State team to hit. But this is what this offense is supposed to look like. 170-whatever rushing yards – Opens the the door for Will Rogers to hit some plays down the field. If you're gonna, the, they showed on on Saturday that that you know the drop eight is the is the kryptonite to this offense. Right, that's a myth. When this offense is able to execute at the highest level, when it's able to do what it's supposed to do, it doesn't matter what defense is facing. It's going to succeed. If it's executing, it will succeed, and that's what we saw again on Saturday. We saw it against Texas A and M. If you would like to, to to send three people or four people, that's fine. Mississippi State will run the football like they did 37 times on Saturday, and they'll open up some big plays in the pass game. Arkansas was content in putting three down linemen up front and and keeping their linebackers around the middle of the field. And those two linebackers, hey, bumper pull, 400 tackles now in his career, 14 tackles, that's great. State just picked up six yards when you made that tackle. So that's Mike Leach saw that, Will Rogers saw that, and Mississippi State was perfectly content with running Dylan Johnson down their throat and Jaquavius Marks, and that opened up some big plays in the passing game. So I, 
I thought that Mississippi State executed really well. There were some plays out there that weren't pretty, but for the most part, it was a great game for State. Again, you cover Mike Leach is now 5-1 f- and, one five against, and one the spread. against the spread. Same, same record as he has. So State is covering the spread. They're not having these games like they had last year where it's a complete letdown. I like the direction of this team. They're 2-0 and in this three-game stretch that we said they had to be 2-1. and Whatever happens against Kentucky is, Ooh. if you want to get to eight wins Ooh. is, well, I'm just saying, if you, if you want to get to eight wins, whatever happens, happens. Right. But at this point, you want to go, you're going into that game expecting to win. I agree. This team is good enough. They should go on the road and beat a team like Kentucky. But yeah. all things considered, again. All things considered here on Super Talk Mississippi. I thought it was an I thought it was an excellent ball game for Mississippi State, and they're sitting there at five and one right now in top half of the league. This is a good team, folks. This is a really good team. Thank you, Robbie. We appreciate that here on All Things Considered. Thank you, Brian. All right, we're gonna get now. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll talk. Well, no, no, we're gonna it's, it's NPR. From... There's no commercials. Oh, that's right. But uh, we're take listeners like you help us so much. Donate to our Patreon. Anyway. We should have a Patreon. We could just make a little extra spending cash. That could imagine we just I just put all that towards. There's dinner. a lot of there's a lot of money to be made on Thunder and Lightning. I think. I agree. I agree. All right. Hey, I saw it. I saw a ton of people. By the way, I, I walked to the junction. Um, I was at the Stagger Inn after the game. I saw a ton of people that said they that they listen to the show every day, love the show. I mean, it's it it continues to be just really cool. To get that kind of reaction from just random people at games and stuff, mm-hmm. it's I mean it's, it's awesome. It's really it's really weird, but I, I don't consider you or I an expert no. in anything except for maybe we're entertaining. Wrestling. Oh, we're definitely experts on wrestling. So I mean, I walked out. You know, you walk around the stadium, and when I walked out, Will Rogers is out there signing autographs. But two they people, wanted your autograph. No, but two people did come over and speak to me, and I was just like, you know, there's Will Rogers right there. So yeah. It, it, we appreciate you guys so much. Don't don't ever doubt that we we love you guys, and for all you've done for us. All right, in this record setting month and a half that we've had, and we're we're just going to keep on piling on to those numbers. All right, it's time. I got how many do I have? Eight, eight things that are true for this week. They're all true, and here's a here's a added twist for you guys this week. I feel like they're all positive. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go down the negative. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, you know, go with that. Go with that. So let's just jump right in. To these are the things that are true. Number one. Let me crank up the emperor voice here. You ready? Everything is happening as I have foreseen it. I have literally, and you. I, th- I think you have too. At to this point, we have every everything we said was going to happen in the preseason has happened. I had state five and one at this point. I had them losing to LSU, but beating A&M and Arkansas. I'm right on the money. By the way, just for the record, I have never had a better year with picks. I wish I was doing it for money, but I'm just rolling in picks. I don't know what's going on. When you don't, when you're just doing it just yeah, for fun, that's is when, when you kill it. Yeah. That's how that's so. how all my fantasy leagues are in football. So, part two of of number one though is I am going to change my prediction next week. Last, as you guys know, during the summer, I said that I thought Kentucky would beat Mississippi State. I am going to predict Kentucky to lose that game, Mississippi State to win, unless we find out between now and then that Will Rogers isn't playing. Simple as that. I think State goes on the road and wins that game. But we'll talk more about that during the week. So that's number one. 
crazy, by the way. Normally, I'm so far off on this stuff, but this year I've, I've, I've been locked in for whatever reason. Number two, that was not Mississippi State's best effort today. It was not. They made mistakes. They had some lucky breaks. Rodgers could have thrown two or three interceptions. They had a bunch of penalties again. I say all that to say they won by 23. 23 against an SEC West team that was, that was in, in the top 10 two weeks ago. And, and I mean, this team just in, in all of a sudden just a terrible team. I mean, they right. they were overrated, but this is still a solid team. I agree. I agree. I, I they have they have not. I think A and M was probably their closest to playing a totally complete game. I think that they played really really well all three phases in that game. And we're not great in the first quarter. But that, even that game, they didn't get to a great start. This time, they got to a great start. But they, I mean, they had some 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 lapses there. Uh, they they made some mistakes. I think if the state team ever plays a, a complete game, they can beat almost anybody in the country. I think that I think they're they're a good enough team. This is a team that you, that I feel like the poll voters need to have a reassessment and go look. We missed on this team in the preseason. They should have been ranked. Yes. We need to adjust for that now and bump them up. I mean, they're 23rd. They need to be like 15th or 16th this week. Now, I don't know what's going to happen around the country. It doesn't appear like a lot of upsets are happening to, to, to account for that and, and make that possible. But that's what needs to happen. Everybody needs to look at this team. All of the AP voters who didn't have this team ranked, all those, all those morons who in the preseason didn't have this team in the top 25, those idiots. <laughs> I would not hate to be one of them. Uh, you piece of... You know, just kidding. Uh, Robbie, by the way, today we were just messing around out of some. I don't. I don't even remember what were we arguing about. Your tweets. Yeah. So after oh, after, okay, okay, after yeah. scores, when, I, when state scores, I always tweet touchdown MSU. This is how the touchdown happened. This is the score pending the extra point. And then I come back after the extra point, and I say extra point is good. This is how much time is left. This is what the score is. Yes. And so Robbie's like, why don't you just wait? And I was like, I just I like to do this. This is how I. This is my formula. And so Robbie out of nowhere was like, "Why don't you just wait, you piece of?" And he said it. And I was just like, "Why?" It was all good fun though. That was th- we actually argued twice today. I want I want y'all's thoughts on this. By the way, we you know a couple weeks ago, or two weeks ago, when we got everybody's thoughts on the gastrointestinal stuff, they all said you should have said something. By the way, I don't know if they tweeted at you or not. Yes, I, I saw that, and okay. and people have this. I met two guys in the junction. Shout out to to those guys that I met mm-hmm. uh, that said pretty much the same thing. Like you got to turn. You got to turn around. They, right. they wanted to know what was said in that. I, I explained the okay. entire conversation. So today's this is today, right? So a couple weeks ago when we had breakfast up there, we had a waffle bar. Yeah, and it was delightful. All right, I got a chicken. They had chicken and waffles, and then you can make like a sweet waffle with fruit and, and syrup and whipped cream and all that good stuff. Right? Delicious. I was so happy. So I'm excited for that today. I thought that we were going to have it again. We didn't, right? So what they had was cheesy hash browns and biscuits and... and gravy. Gravy. I'm not going to call that sausage gravy. I'm just going to call it gravy. It, it was not your homemade right. sausage gravy. but There was no sausage and no bacon, no ham, no meat of any kind at this, at this breakfast. So I looked at it and I was just like, eh, not going to deal with that. So I went and grabbed a Coke and I come back by and Robbie's like, you're not going to eat? I was like, ah... No, I don't think so. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no meat. Like, uh, it's just. And then he's like, "Why are you always complaining?" And I said, and this is what I want y'all's opinion on. I'm not complaining. You asked me my opinion. 
and I gave it to you. I didn't walk over here and say, man, this breakfast sucks. Pretty much. You did it with your face. But when I saw your face, when it was like... I was like, a little disappointed. Like, you, you went like... I did not do that. Like, you scoffed. But you can't say I'm complaining when you ask me my opinion. You complained with your face. I face-plained. You, you face-plained. Well, I disagree with that. But regardless of that, you can't say I'm complaining when you asked me what I thought, and I told you. I'm just being honest. You're just... You, you're I'm so, a picky eater. I like, am, you, can have, you can have breakfast without meat. No. I think breakfast no. is... Yeah, the you only can have breakfast I, I without do, meat. I, I do have breakfast without meat sometimes. Like I'll have a couple bagels in the morning. Well, with, yeah, with I drink cheese. athletic greens for breakfast. I, well, that's 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 not happening for me. Why not? I, I no, I'll eat athletic uh, bacon. How about that? They make that. But there is I, no athletic. If you're going to have a breakfast, you're if you're going to have Malik Hornsby, if, <laughs> if you're going to put a spread out, there needs to be some bacon or some sausage. I mean, I don't disagree that that breakfast would have been better this morning. Yeah. If there was, if there almost. was, but the, but it was still a good breakfast. I mean, I, you had a biscuit and gravy, I, I, which is fine. Fruit, which I enjoy. Fruit. Mm-hmm. I hardly ever eat like I bacon about or sausage for breakfast. They had some cinnamon rolls that looked okay, but I was just like, eh. I mean, I hardly ever eat like at my house. Like I hardly ever eat meat for breakfast. I mean, I, I love meat for breakfast, yeah. but I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not cooking I'm just sausage saying, though, every morning. You can't. You can't tell me I'm complaining. When I am asked my opinion, just because my opinion happens to be negative, I was asked for it. Complaining is when you offer you your having opinion. a negative opinion no. to me is it's complaining because no. no. you would have never known had you not asked. I wasn't going to go over there and be like, "This sucks." Well, I want everybody's opinion on that. Let me know. Well, number the, number there's going to be. I've noticed that a lot of people are, are kind of getting upset about your food takes. A lot of people are starting to to think maybe hey dad doesn't have very good food. Here's what I will say to that. Here's what I'll say. I'm 46 years old. I'm a taxpayer. I have a job. I'm a father of two. I'm an American citizen. I'll eat what the hell I want. I'm paying for it. But people can still say you got it bad. You can say what you want. But I if I if I come I'll tell you what this. If I come to your house and you cook you make eggs. That's all we've got. And you you made eggs for me. I'll choke them down. I don't think you will. I'll choke them down. I don't think you will. I think you're all talk right now. I think you're trying to make up. For I mean, I'm going to put some salt, pepper, and hot sauce on them. Try to help me out there, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. So if if I go to somebody's house and the, the, the meal isn't exactly what I like, I try to get through it. I may not eat a whole lot, but I try to get through it. Is that what you did whenever you came to my house and I fixed chicken? Oh, uh, chicken was good. I wish you would invite me back over for some chicken. <laughs> you haven't done it since. Royal Rumble party. Wait, gotta get the house done. But yeah, you, you make all the chicken. You make more chicken. There's the next nothing time. has been going on in my house for a week. All right. Number three. Okay, back to football. Yes, number three. Sorry, Sorry about that, folks. No, you know what? That was fun. Will Rogers is going to have some unbreakable damn records. Oh my gosh! So Rogers broke the SEC record today for completions in a season or in a career. He's played in 28 games. Uh, Aaron Murray played in 52. When we break this down a little bit further, Rodgers still has, at minimum, because he's going to be here next season. Mm-hmm. So at minimum, he has 20 more starts coming. So if he averages, again, I feel like we're being generous, 30 completions a game. That's about right, right? Yeah. That's 600 more completions. It'll never be broken. So the the 
NCAA record for completions in a career is Case Keenum, fifteen forty six. What I just described to you, basically running an air raid offense he, at Houston. Yeah, what I just described to you would put Rodgers at fifteen forty two. Yeah, it's nuts. Man. Here's the thing: he could stay till twenty four if he wants, and then he would have another thirteen starts, and then we're talking about he's going to be he might be the first ever twenty thousand yard passer in college football history. Yeah. So I, I just I feel like we're we have finally gotten here, Brian. I feel like we're finally getting to the point where we're we're starting to say, okay, Will Rogers is actually pretty good. Yeah, I think people are finally starting to recognize that. Rogers, as of this moment, he's now at nine forty two, so he is currently forty ninth all time in completion in NCAA double A history. He just passed Byron Leftwich today. From Marshall, yeah, um, former uh, former Jaguar, former pay, uh, former uh, Steeler. If he has, let's say he has thirty completions next week, right? Mm-hmm. So I would put him at nine seventy two. He would go up to to thirty. He'd be fortieth. He'd be five completions behind Jared Goff. And here's the thing. Oh, he's in the air raid. Well, he did this. Guys, Aaron Murray played almost twice as many games as Will Rogers has at this point, mm-hmm. and he just passed him. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 28 games. And by the way, like a I, lot of these guys are in air raid kind of offenses. Yeah, the air raid's been around for a while. You, I mean, they've, You see Purdue quarterbacks, like Breeze and stuff, that, that's, they ran an air raid system. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, this what he's doing is remarkable. He's going to be the most prolific quarterback that Mike Leach has ever had. Yeah. I can guarantee so what, you that seven more he, games. Here, here's what. Here's another thing that we're not talking about, Brian. He is the all-time leading completion percentage quarterback mm-hmm. in history. All right, St- staying with my theme here of thirty completions a game. Yeah. By the end of the season, he's going to be twenty-second all-time. Yes. He will, he and will, then next year he he'll pass, move up. He'll pass Kenny Pickett. And then next year he'll he'll start. Moving up further. All right, so 13 times 30 against 390. 1350, so 1352, 14, it's 14.42. At the end of next season, on that pace, yeah, he, he's he's second all-time. And it would, it would have a chance to be number one. Who's who's tops in passing yardage? Okay, hold on. Keenum? Maybe it's not Keenum. It is Case Keenum. I know that. Is it? Yeah. I mean, this this stuff is is just unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I don't think a lot of people would just realize right. how special it is. So Rogers all time, he's still under ten thousand. Hold on, let me get his. Okay, so Will Rogers, he should be closing in on Dak's career record, right? Oh yeah, easily. Uh, so after today, he was at three ninety five today. So that's five, two, eight. He's at eight eight. Two five, which would have him. I mean, Isn't Dak eight thousand something? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. I know he's. I know he's one away from breaking Dak's record. Dak is at ninety three seventy six. Ninety three. Okay. So he's so like he'll he'll, he'll break two it, games. He'll break it in two games. He'll he could break it against Alabama. So he's at eight eight. Uh, I like doing the math here. So he's at eight eight. Uh, what is it? Eight eight two five. Which is he started nineteen twenty eight games. Mm-hmm. So let's do the math here. Let's just eight eight two five divided by what did I say twenty eight? Mm-hmm. He averages three hundred fifteen yards passing a game mm-hmm. times twenty. That's six thousand three hundred and three more yards. So let me clear that out. Sixty three oh three plus eight eight two five. 
It's one fifteen thousand one hundred twenty-eight yards. That's that, where he could end his. That's career. what that would that would be where he ends his career. That would put him assume again, assuming that uh, he only plays one more year after this. Mm-hmm. That would put him. What did I say the number was? Fifteen one two eight. He would be fifth all time. Wow. He would be behind Case Keenum, Timmy Chang, Landry Jones, and Graham Harrell. Only one. God, Landry Ke- Jones threw for that much. Yeah, sixteen four. Wow. He was a four year starter for Oklahoma. He started that. Long? I think so. Yeah. So Keen, but here's the thing: Keenum, Chang, and Harrell all air raid quarterbacks. Yes. Or run and shoot was what Chang ran. Run and shoot, which right. I mean. Now here's the, the fun the part. Concepts. Here's the fun part. That's fifteen one, right? If he comes back for another year, if he plays twenty twenty four, which I don't know if he will or not, he's going to be like twenty. I don't think he will. He'll be twenty three twenty four at that point. He'll go t- pro. I would think he would go pro. But if he decides not to, then we're talking about him getting ahead of Case Keenum at nineteen two seventeen. Yes, he, he could. He could be your all time leading, leading passer in college football history. And th- and I don't. I don't think that what he does in Mississippi State will ever be broken. Right. Because I don't. I'm not sure how often you're going to see a true freshman play right. like he did. Yeah. He will certainly break Aaron Murray's SEC record of thirteen one six six. He should break that maybe midway through the season next year. Yeah, so uh, he's going to finish this season. I mean, he's at what? Are, what do you say? He's at so after today, he's at like twenty one hundred through six games. What's he averaging this year? Like twenty nineteen twenty TDs. He's averaging three three hundred fifty yards a game. So he's still got seven more games. When was his last interception? LSU, LSU. That last possession. Yeah. So he's been. I mean, he he's thrown like six that should have been picked, but <laughs> yeah. With they don't count near interceptions. He's, he's going to finish the year around forty five hundred yards passing, and around forty five touchdowns to maybe six or seven picks. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. We give him a lot of trouble, but you know, pretty good. All right, uh, number four. Maybe a little controversial here. Controversial here. Hmm? I say don't fix what ain't broken on the offensive line. Dollar Bill comes back healthy. I'm sorry, man. I wouldn't make a change. I'm kind of with you, too. I would I mean, not make a change. Uh, I mean, who do you replace? I, I wouldn't. I mean, you're, I, yeah, I can't. You're not, I mean, LaSoya has been lights out. The right side of the line has done nothing wrong in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who you take out. Nick Jones has been excellent. I don't think he's given up a single sack. Mm-hmm. I know he hasn't given up a single sack because they haven't given up a sack the last two weeks. I, the offensive line has been fantastic. They've really been good against the run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- think about some of the holes they've opened up the last two weeks. Against, well, I mean, States in the last two games has had 320 yards rushing yeah. in two games. I, I'm I'm there with you. I absolutely hate it. Hate it for Dollar Bill. But it's been, just kind of like Wally the Wally Pip. Pip yeah. I mean, Stephen Lasoya and Nick Jones have been outstanding. I would not make a change. That's just, just my opinion, but I would not do it. Number five. There are five really good football teams in this conference, in the SEC. Five that I say week in, week out, you can beat anybody. State's one of them. Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi MSU. State. Yeah. That's it? I could say that. Yeah. One of those teams will finish second in the West, and the other two will split the East. Mm-hmm. I think ten, I, I'm starting to get a feeling that Tennessee might beat Alabama. I'm starting to get I, a little feeling. I would not be shocked. I would I, love to be up there next week. That's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. I think that's at Tennessee. Yeah. If it was at if it was at um, is that Tennessee or at Alabama? It's at Tennessee. Is it really? Yeah. Ooh. We should reach out to Bill Martin. <laughs> Bill, 
Oh man. Remember all the stuff we sat on? <laughs> time to time to pay back. Dude, I, w- I would rather go to that game than the state in Kentucky. I would for, I would for sure. Absolutely for sure. That's got a chance to be be bananas. Oh boy. Yeah. Cuz those but, people have been waiting for them to yeah, be good for a while. long time. That said though, on on the right day when they play their game, state can beat any one of those teams. Yeah. I mean, what have we been talking about? This there's I can sit there if I wanted to be, you know, Mr. Negative, mm-hmm. if I wanted to be Brian Haydad 2.0. Uh-huh. I, I could sit there and break down that ball game, and I can get you ten plays, ten to twelve plays, maybe more, where State was not good. Yeah, I, I could sit there and say, you know, Will Rogers is lucky he didn't get picked off four times. Yeah, State gave up way too many big plays. Yeah, the kicking game stinks. I, I could do that. I, I could break that down. And State won by three touchdowns, Brian. Yeah, they won an SEC game against a team that's not Vanderbilt yeah. by three touchdowns. And once, comfortably. Once, once they made it a 14-point game, they never led by less than 11 or they led by less than 10. Yeah, it was the same thing that happened against A&M. Double, single digits. Same thing happened against yeah. A&M. So, I mean, this team has another level to hit. If it's, It goes back to my point that in most games, the only team that can beat Mississippi State is Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. If they if they would have come out against LSU and handled their business and executed, they win that ball game by two touchdowns. Yeah, they're undefeated right now. Yeah, LSU didn't beat Mississippi State. Mississippi State beat themselves. I agree. And against, I, I you know I think that if they execute against Alabama, they can they can beat Alabama. I'm not, I'm not you know I'm not trying to be a homer on that. I I really do believe that this Mississippi State team is good enough. To win a game like that, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get you into we believe mode. No, but no, don't do that. I really do believe that state can beat any if any if they beat anybody anybody else in their schedule. If they beat if they won all those games, it would not shock me. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But if they played a perfect game, they could win those games. Yeah. All right, number six. I think next week makes it three straight must wins. I feel yeah. like by winning these two games you've put yourself in a position you need to beat Kentucky and be 6 and 1 playing Alabama. I feel like you give away a lot of momentum if you lose to Kentucky. Yeah, we came in, you know, just win two out of three. Well, yeah. now it's you need you get to win greedy when you win the first two. Well, you start thinking about like, okay, well now they've they're in position here. They could win nine games. Yeah. In order to win nine games you need to beat Kentucky. Yeah. So, I mean, that's Well, we're going to talk about that in just a second, yeah. Th- yeah. This is this is kind of where you are and this is why I said last week you have to treat this literally one week at a time. Uh-huh. Uh, when when you have that goal of winning nine games, eight or nine games, which now I've shifted to, you know, state can win nine. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this team. Uh, when you have that goal and you have the gauntlet type schedule that you do when you're playing the SEC, you have to basically treat it a week at a time. You know, we can look ahead and say, well, they're going to win this game, this game, but in reality, you just have to say, okay, the next team on the schedule here is Kentucky on the road. You got to win it. I'm looking at this game the same way I did the last two games. I agree. I agree with you 100. There's just they have to win this game at Kentucky. They really need it. They really, really need it. Number seven. Today's game makes me wonder why there were so many naysayers this summer. What did y'all really think was going to happen? That in year three, with this much returning potential, it was just going to be no good. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I, I didn't understand it either. Like, and you guys know me. I made a brand on being negative, on being a pessimist. And when I'm, what if I'm telling you that I think it's going to be good? I feel like you should be able to trust that because I'm not the guy to get up there and just pump sunshine for you. But 
I mean, this this team looks exactly how I thought they would look at this point. Uh, they might little, be a, they might a little be a, better, maybe a little bit better if anything, you know, because they're better. I, they're not as good. I didn't think they'd be as good as running the, as running the football as they are. Yeah, and the offensive line has played these last two games, especially has played at such a high level. Well, that was such a, that was such a big question mark coming in. You know, we talked all summer about like, well, if they can just be okay, if Percy Lewis can just be okay, which he's not even playing. Um, so and now you feel like your offensive line is actually a strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are not; they're hardly allowing any pressures. They're opening up big holes for the running game. I mean, you can't be upset about the offensive line at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm right there with you. I, I didn't understand the pessimism, the um, the the lack of caring. I, I just I feel like those last two games of last year really shielded the progress that that team had made. Mm-hmm. When you look at 2020 and that offense was so bad and they won four games, they just didn't look good for most of the year. And you look at the steps they made last year to where they were competitive in some big games, they just they couldn't come through with those wins. The only thing that you could think if you're if you're being fair is well they're going to make another jump this year because they've returned all these main characters from last year's team. You should expect that the team would make a jump, and that's what they've done. They've gone from that team that would kind of mess around in the first quarter, have a bad start, let a team back in the game, lose it late, uh, terrible on every aspect of special teams. They've gone from that to demolishing teams in the first quarter, demolishing teams in the fourth quarter and finishing strong, Mm -hmm. being pretty darn good in most of their special teams. Yeah. This team is taking the steps that Mike Leach teams take at every single stop he's been. They're playing. They're playing really this good is, football. This is what Mike Leach teams do. I think. I think if there's any people not on the bandwagon, and I know that's a, that's a sore subject after that first game, but hop on. Yeah, but after next week, if State wins next week, if you're not on, then you just don't like Mike Leach again. If they win that game, I am on the record. Will Rogers Heisman candidate. Mike Leach, media darling. Yeah. Mississippi State top Back fifteen. To yeah. It's it's going to be like twenty fourteen mm-hmm. all over again. Kinda maybe okay. not maybe not as not as much because you have the playoff loss, contender, but, but the people will start saying, Well, you know, if they slip up on Alabama, this is a playoff team. Yes, Don't yes. you're already starting to see that kind of slip in with, with some of the national media. Don't sleep Today, on Mississippi State. On the SEC network, they had a discussion. They said who is the who is a more complete team than Mississippi State? And they're all like, Can't think anybody. When you think of offense, defense, and special teams, State can do it all. Again, not, I know, I know. Not, not we'll talk about that in a minute. I promise. Anyway, all right. And last one, number eight. This team is good. They can win nine games. They could possibly win ten. I, I am. I'm officially opening the file on. You know, they could beat Georgia. I'm officially opening that file today. Auburn had the ball a lot and couldn't do anything. State can move the football on Georgia. I, now, right now, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not even saying it's going to be particularly close. I'm just saying that if Georgia comes to, to Starkville and plays like they did against Missouri, they're going to walk out with a loss. The, the, the main thing the state has playing in their favor is that home atmosphere. Because, I, I mean, I just I feel like that it's, uh, it's, a, it's kind of on a different level, just the way that they've change some things around this year. You get a packed house in there, and you get a really invested crowd, which I thought Saturday was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as we talked last week about attendance and all that stuff, I thought the the level of buy-in from that crowd for an 11 a.m. game was great. Mm-hmm. 
Student section was outstanding. I thought the people that were in the game were great. Didn't have a ton of people leaving. It makes it just makes a big difference. I, I, I feel like late in that game, Arkansas kind of melted. And that's what you get in the SEC. I mean, you sometimes you never know. You never know what what will happen when you have a a home game a home game with a great environment. Teams can sometimes melt if they don't have the right leaders in place. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the right guys on the offensive line that have been in that situation before. The right guys at quarterback, mm-hmm. they can melt on the road. So you never know. I mean, Georgia has has definitely looked uh, beatable at times. I'm not, I'm not ready to go all in on that, right? But I mean, it's not something that's going to totally shock me. Which right. I, you know, both of us thought preseason that that was a winnable ball yeah. game if State played well. I agree. And then you're talking about New Year's Six game. Yeah, you now, can do now, that. But. Yeah, now you're talking about you know Sugar Orange, maybe Fiesta. Yeah, depending on where you go. A season like Ole Miss had last year. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on into the the rest of the show. Let's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, if you're watching the NFL tomorrow and you want to throw something on the grill, it's got to be beef. Throw some big steaks on the grill. Throw a tri-tip on there. I love tri-tip. I needed to cook one of those again very, very soon. But, hey, it's also getting chilly outside, so maybe you want to make a big pot of chili, a big pot of spaghetti, some, some taco soup, some beef stew. Every recipe is better when beef is what's going in the pot, going on the grill, going in the oven. So go to your grocery stores, talk to your butchers, and get beef on the menu in your house. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Gee, I wonder if Two Brothers is busy right this second. Oh I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's probably packed. And people, It's packed because people know. They know when they go there what kind of experience they're going to have. Great food. Great times, great atmosphere, and a great environment to hang out. Like I said earlier, with the weather the way it is, the patios, the outdoor seating is the way to go. And they've got it in spades at Two Brothers. Hopefully you get a chance to check them out. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great services is what every business likes to offer you. Advantage Business Systems likes to deliver it to you. And they have been for over 47 years. No one is open that long unless they are taking care of their customers. So why don't you give them a call today, see what kind of products they can get hook your business up with, and when those products come in, you know they're backed up with great service, the kind of service you expect from your next-door neighbor, which is what they are. They're your next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business just like you. Number 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I saw some 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 shirts today I didn't like to see. Uh oh. Saw some some big gaudy logo shirts. Saw some maroon is all that matters out oh, there. Oh god. Saw it. Saw it. Guys, I'm ready for cold weather. Just so those will be covered. Those will be up. Go away. Cover them up. Guys, you got to get new stuff. And the the best way to do that is to invest in a quality product that's going to last you. I mean, these 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 terrible T-shirts have lasted y'all 20 years. Let's get a polo that's going to last a few seasons as well. And let's get one that has a great look, a great fit, and a great feel. Let's get it from the Rogue. Their collegiate collection has the logos that you guys want, the M over S, the Script State, the Walking Bully, and some new stuff is coming in all the time. Their polos and quarter zips are as good looking as you'll ever find. Go to therogue.com or shop shop at the Rogue in Jackson next time you're down that way. The Rogue Collegiate Collection. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. This is an important day for Mississippi State. So I think it's only fitting 
that we talk about something important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Mike Leach had the audacity, the sheer audacity to get on TV today and say coffee doesn't taste good. What's wrong with that guy? You know what the problem is, Mike? Do you like coffee? Huh? Do you like coffee? The problem is he's not going to Strange Brew Coffee House to get his coffee. (laughs) It's just that simple. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be... A little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hatley. Did you do Hatley before? I don't think so. I don't know. I've been to I've been to Hatley a couple of times. I'm sure you have. That would be kind of weird. It would Brutally. be a little weird. Brutally. Brutally. Wherever you are, when you're looking for Strange Brew Coffee, you can have it every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping right to your door. Not quite the uh, the the harsh bitter taste or whatever that that Mike no. Leach gets from no. from uh, Starbucks. Yes, I I don't even like coffee. Yeah, and when it starts get to get chilly, yeah, I'm in line at Strange Brew. We need to we I'm get need, an albino squirrel to, to brew it forward for Coach Leach. We need to get him a somebody get him a well, freebie you, for a little while. He was getting yeah. The, I don't know okay. what happened. All right, but but. I love Strange Brew, yeah. especially when it starts getting chilly. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a coffee guy, well, but that's also, one place that can get me. They also in have the, the door. best hot chocolate in town. Oh my gosh, and the and the white hot chocolate. It's not even close. It, it's not white, white chocolate hot. hot chocolate. No, it's it's hot white chocolate. Hot white chocolate. That's how I was worried. Go white hot so. chocolate makes it sound like you can't drink it. Yes, it's like a, it's like it's like the surface of the sun. And if you're not a coffee person, summertime churning spoon. Yeah, wintertime. Stranger. Hot chocolate is strange. Exactly. Room. I mean, it's right. it's an easy call. For the first time ever, we have a fourth no coffee for closers or coffee is for closers. We have a we have one outside of the MSU SEC national footprint, and that goes to ESPN today and the SEC Network. How are you going to come to Starkville and and put out all this display and everything, and then have Big Bob Gibson's from Decatur, Alabama? Do the catering. What was that? Great restaurants here in this town. Two brothers, we talk about them all the time. But, I mean, the Little Dewey is everybody's favorite. We are always talking about Spotlight Cafe. They would have been happy to show up. There's so many great restaurants. And you brought somebody in from, I mean, a whole state over. It's not like they're even on, like, if they were like five miles outside of New Hope, maybe I, I could buy it, right? Decatur is hours from here. Yeah, I, what is that about? That's just really, really a slap in the face to me. Well, I mean, I just don't. I don't, I don't understand. I'm not going to get into I, the whole interviewing Larry Templeton thing. Well, I mean, I'll here's the mad, thing: like, but, you know, at the very least, like Little Dewey, like that is the that's what that so is they, the they know about that place. So, like, what are we like? What are we doing? How do you go to Decatur, Alabama, to get a barbecue? Yeah. Guy over here. I mean, I, look, that guy is a great competition. And then they're all barbecue. testing, like, oh god, oh this is awesome. I love your You're barbecue, to be doing sir. It for a, a local place, doesn't make any out. sense, doesn't man. Make any sense. That, that upset me. No coffee for ESPN and the SEC Network. Also, which, which no is coffee a for them occurrence. because evidently the TV broadcasts look like the old JP games. They said that the the something was wrong with the cameras. Same thing last week. Really, people were posting on their board like, look how bad the grass looks, and yeah. the grass looked nothing what like is that. What's going line. on? 
I, I don't know, man. All right, they got to fix that. It's gotten worse. Like SEC Network, the the analysts on there are not great. Yeah, the, like the weekend team is great. Hart, Rogers, and oh Cooper yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Those I'm just talking about like the studio people. Like yeah. some of those, like some of those they're former players, random players are and really like, bad. Not all of them are great. Yeah, no, they're right. they're bad. Let's get into the football stuff. Extra points for Michigan. Come on, this doesn't make any sense at this point. It's it's not on the kicker. I don't think. I I, I don't. I, the field goal was on the kicker. The doink. Was it? I, yeah, I didn't. You just it. pushed it right. I think but these extra, extra points, points are. Snap. It doesn't matter though. You've missed four this season. Four or five? Is I think it four? it's four. Okay. Pretty sure yeah, it's four. I mean, it's, that's that's insane. It, that's a whole career's worth of missed extra points. But it's like I said, it's 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 such a shame that this these extra points are so bad. Because you're so good elsewhere in Because you can't sit Today, there. The, the punting game. Oh my god, the punting game is awesome. Tulu kick returns. Good returns. Cre- I mean, every time Tulu touches the ball, and brings out he's, the score. he's going thirty plus. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. The coverage units are great. The kickoffs have been great. Yeah. Since like the first. You week. You and I were wondering what was going on in that kickoff to start the second half. It was perfect. Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess they, 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 they probably saw something. I don't know. Yeah, it worked. But I I don't know what's and it's really upsetting because I don't like you you can't say like Mississippi State's. Special teams are A plus, right? Because you have this massive, right, like sore thumb here sticking out, correct? That is is bringing the entire unit down to like a B minus. Agreed, agreed. And it's it's really kind of it's it really sucks because uh, Eric Melee's done an outstanding job. job. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't they got they got they have to figure that out. That's yeah. that's that's something that can cost you games. Yeah. Uh, in the SEC. I mean, I don't know. A and M could get really embarrassed. Kentucky could lose tonight to South Carolina, but as we sit right now, it's got to be LSU. Oh yes, just getting massacred at home by Tennessee. I had a feeling that game was going to go out of hand, but I didn't think LSU would play as poor. I think LSU's got to change quarterbacks. Daniels, he can't throw. Yeah. All right, and so unless you're going to go Lynn Bowden and you're just going to run the wishbone at him or something, you got to do something. They got to put Nussmeyer in there. Well, that's why it was like it was kind of frustrating to see State versus him. Yeah, because he made him look great. Because whenever they kept him in the pocket, mm-hmm. he could not complete a pass right. five yards on the when field. When he ran, rolled it out, so, it was great. So. It was so bad. So yeah, that I, I mean, LSU. It's a shame State lost that game because mm-hmm. they they made their fans believe that they were actually good. Yeah, and they're not. They're not. So no no coffee with chicory. No community coffee for LSU. Uh, chicory. Back in a row. Two two weeks in a row. Nobody's more embarrassing than Oklahoma. Oh God, Brent Venerables! I wish I could Ugh. tell y'all what Tyler Horka tweeted or texted us today. <laughs> I literally was in tears. That may be the funniest thing he's ever said. I can't say it on this show. We are a family show, but it was hilarious. But that said, I don't have a problem with them struggling. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a big change. You lost your, your star quarterback. That's fine. But if I hire a defensive coach, I expect to struggle on offense. That's why Leach was so frustrating his first year, right? You're like, defensively, this team's pretty good. They can't score. I thought we hired an offensive head coach. Venables, they gave up 49 points and I think close to 700 yards today. Well, it's kind of like both ways. Like Their offense is not good either. It's not great either, but that's fine. I don't have a problem. If they were losing games like 13-10, I'd be like, well, you know, Venables got the defense on lockdown. He'll figure out the offense, right? Yeah. But when when you're not – when the coach that – when his area of expertise – is it working? I, that gives me the the, the worries. And it, and also, like you took over a great roster, it's Oklahoma, 
And I mean, like, you, okay, you lost Caleb Williams. Well, you brought in a power, not a power five guy, but a D one, yeah, successful D one quarterback, and Dylan Gabriel. He's not good at all. He's terrible. So that, I'm going to say this. It's just, I'm going to make a prediction. That they're so make bad. a prediction. They're not going to a bowl this year, right? Or they might go six and six and sneak into a bowl. But know, what do you do with Minerables? That's what I'm getting at. Next year, he has to win ten games next year. In year two. Oklahoma's not coming to the, the SEC on the back of a 7-5 and five season in the same coach. It'll be like uh, Brian Harson, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah. – which, by the way, Brian Harson, I would I would be surprised if he makes it to the Iron Bowl. Oh, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's almost done. I, I think they'll fire him midseason. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired tomorrow. Who, who do they play next? Who do they play the Ole next Miss. two weeks? Ole Miss, they'll lose that. And then... And then who else? Uh, They've already played Georgia. they played... Hold on. Hold on, Chief. Who's their other East? They play, they play Ole Miss and then Arkansas. They'll lose both of those. Yeah. That's, he might be fired before the state game. It's very possible. Oh, I would hate that, though. That'll be their rally cry. Yeah, the, the, the interim coach shows up and gets them to play the well. The interim coach this year is like almost undefeated. What you want is them to fire him tomorrow and let them rally against Ole Miss. So, all right. That's today's show. And that's also okay. tomorrow's show. And it's also Monday's show. So we'll be back on Tuesday. The the benefits of the 11 a.m. kick. Yeah, you're right. All right. So Monday, our Tuesday show, we'll recap whatever happens with Leach at his press conference. We'll do our SEC so picks. Uh, two, two, still two games up with Robbie. He, I didn't have any changes with him this week. Um, and then whatever else comes up, we'll talk about another big week. Mississippi State, Kentucky, huge game. We'll talk about it all next week. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Time to play the game! <laughs> it's all about the game! And now you play it all about control And if you can take it all about your death And if you can pay it It's all about pay And who's gonna make it A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.